It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction Company, your place for residential projects to snow removal, and by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. This is our storm-specific podcast, and I'll tell you right now, Brad, this is going to be a challenge for you and meteorologists everywhere, isn't it? Dan, absolutely. I was uh, just telling you off air that I saw a low-end snowfall prediction from the National Weather Service office in Albany saying that the northwest corner of Connecticut on the low end could get zero inches of snow. But that same National Weather Service office out of Albany said on the high end, Torrington could get 17 inches of snow. Uh, And so it goes with the other two forecast offices, too. The uh, Brookhaven, uh, New York office, which has jurisdiction over the four southern Connecticut counties, uh, predicting 6 to 12 inches for their official forecast, 6 in western uh, shoreline towns. We're as much as 12 inches out toward uh, Mystic and London and Stonington. But again, they are saying high-end snow amounts could be as much as 24 inches of snow, say, around Norwich. And the National Weather Service out of Boston, which has jurisdiction over Hartford, Tolland, and Wyndham counties, officially has winter storm watches up for Tolland and Wyndham County, but they think Hartford County may be just a shade too far to the west. So we've got a lot of conflicting data, a lot of uh, different information coming in to our, uh, well, well, I used to call it the Storm Center, Dan. I'll just call it my office. <laughs> well, I, I'm sitting here with sweatpants on and uh, my <laughs> my Nantucket sweatshirt and uh, uh, baseball cap and just kind of chilling. I'll tell you, it beats the putting on the TV, uh, you know, makeup and worrying about how your hair looks and how your tie is fixed and all that. So it sure beats that. But, Dan, I was explaining to you off air, too, um, What's going on now? We we talk about the the jet stream as a quote river of air. Well, that river extends from eastern uh, Gulf of Mexico right now, so essentially south of say Tallahassee, Florida, and it it moves up the coast, kind of parallel with the coast, but off the coast, off the coast of New England. Now, what do we need? to get that moisture over us. We need something to turn that moisture in. So let me explain what we're looking at, Dan. It's kind of complicated, but then when you think about it, the light bulb goes off and you say, aha, I think I get this. Well, this morning, we're looking at a fresh injection of Arctic cold coming down from Canada, right along the United States-Canada border. It's zero to 20 below right now. And that Arctic air is charging toward the south and east. So that is setting up a temperature gradient between Arctic air that's coming down toward the eastern seaboard of the United States and the warm Gulf Stream waters. And that temperature gradient from the very cold Arctic air to the warm Gulf Stream waters creates a natural 
storm forming location. So you say, well, why, why would the storm always form off Cape Hatteras or whatever? Well, that's where the maximum contrasts exist between the warm Gulf Stream waters to the west, excuse me, to the east, and the cold Arctic air coming down from the north and west. So what we need, what we need here, Dan, is we've got a piece of energy in the northern stream associated with the Arctic cold, and we've got a piece of energy in the southern stream associated with that river of moisture that I said is coming up out of the Gulf of Mexico and paralleling the eastern seaboard. Now, if we can get the two jets to, quote, phase and i don't think there's any question that they're going to phase the question though dan is where are they going to phase in other words not at the surface but up high in the atmosphere at what we call the 500 millibar level where are we going to get a cutoff low to form now i've looked at four different computer models this morning dan and i know we're going to get into that in a little bit but just briefly on that, two of them, two of them now are predicting that that phasing, the 500 millibar low pressure area, the, the 500 millibar storm, if you will, will form off New Jersey. Now, picture where we are in relation to off the New Jersey coast. We're north of there. Now, picture what happens with low pressure. There's a counterclockwise circulation. So we would get an easterly flow across southern New England at that 500 millibar level. So essentially what it would do is take the moisture in off that river of air where the moisture is flowing and push it back toward the land. Two out of four of the models that I've looked at this morning are doing that. They are forming that storm off New Jersey sometime in the midday hours of Saturday. So that would mean Saturday afternoon, it could snow like crazy across Connecticut. Now that is sort of a 50, 50 proposition because two of the models do that. Now, two of the uh, models form that phase the that upper level storm but they do it off cape cod dan and that is the whole ball game the easterly flow would then come into maine maine would get crushed but we would get essentially nothing so that is why we are getting all of these different predictions of like zero and eh, don't worry about it go about your regular routines this weekend to hey all-out blizzard. Well, Bradfield and I are so honored to have Action Carpet and Floor Covering as one of the underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Located at 1394 Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury, Action Carpet services the entire area. Action Carpet and Floor Covering is a full-service, family-run flooring company offering everything from brand-name floor covering products to professional installation and cleaning services. Seems hard to believe with snow in our forecast, but spring will be here before you know it, and that means you might want to undertake those spring projects from new flooring, new laminate, new heating systems, you name it. And that's where the award-winning Action Carpet and Floor Covering can help you. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering today at 860-651-8406. 
860-651-8406. Or go online, action-carpet.com. Action-carpet.com. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, 1394 Hot Meadow Street, Simsbury, Connecticut. And again, Brad and I so honored to have Action Carpet and Floor Covering as one of the underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Brad, it's interesting because as I look at the various social media posts, etc., about this storm, I'm seeing words like could, might, maybe. It's obviously a forecast loaded with variables. My question to you would be, here we are, and we're putting this podcast together on Thursday, January 27th. Why do we have so many variables less than 48 hours out? Well, if you think back about it, about a week ago, we could see that something was going to form on the eastern seaboard. So the computer modeling in that respect has been very, very good. But when you look at the little intricacies, like like say we have a million dollars and your your arm reaches only five feet and the million dollars is six feet away, Um you, you, you just need something to get it to come a little bit closer. Essentially, what I'm talking about with a river of air and a, quote, cutoff low is the whole idea of going up to a river of water and throwing the stick in the water and watching the stick move along with the current. But what happens to that stick when it encounters a whirlpool or you get into turbulent waters where uh, the river is trying to go through a small opening in a bridge or something, you get the turbulent waters and the spinning. The prediction is for that spinning in the upper atmosphere to happen, but just exactly where it happens is critical to our forecast. It's absolutely critical. As I said, if it happens off New Jersey, we get crushed with snow. But if it happens off Cape Cod, everyone's going to be saying, what the heck happened? And um, this is where, you know, we talk about the card games. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. I mean, I'm explaining to you the different scenarios, but I will put my cards on the table here at the end of the broadcast and tell you what I'm thinking. Well, let me tell you what the uh, three different National Weather Service offices are officially going for for the state of Connecticut. Um, the northwest corner of Connecticut, Dan, up your way, uh, is the Albany office. They have jurisdiction over Litchfield County, and they are predicting um, four to six inches uh, in the extreme northwest corner, somewhere like up near Salisbury, for example, uh, they're officially predicting seven inches for you in Torrington. But as I told you, they are looking at that high end, too. In other words, if this thing forms off New Jersey, the upper low, and can channel more moisture back to the west, Torrington could get a foot and a half of snow. So there's the, the problem right there. Officially, though, uh, the Connecticut shoreline, the New York office of the National Weather Service, the four southern Connecticut counties, is on record right now of going for 6 to 12 inches. And they have the least amount on the west coast, uh, 
out toward Greenwich and the most out toward Stonington and New London. And of course that makes sense because no matter how you slice it, New London and Stonington are going to be a heck of a lot close to where the storm center goes than Greenwich, for example. Uh, the Boston office is essentially predicting six to eight inches to the west of the Connecticut River and eight to 12 inches to the east of the Connecticut River. Right now, Dan, when you look at all the analysis and you look at the axis of where the heavy snow might occur and whatever, you know what I'm thinking? The Patriots didn't win in the NFL, but Foxborough could very well win uh, the the snow sweepstakes here. I, I would put the epicenter out toward Foxborough, so somewhere south and west of Boston, um, you know, maybe uh, out toward Plymouth. And when we get into the uh, potentials of over a foot of snow, you are going to be astonished at some of the numbers you hear. But um, in 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 any case, uh, I would I would say that we are in for a, a good storm here in Connecticut. But will we get the jackpot? Uh, if I had to guess right now, my prediction would be no, we will not hit the jackpot. Now, just uh, furthering up here on the various offices in their high end, the Boston office is predicting over two feet of snow accumulation in Plymouth, Massachusetts. The high-end prediction for Hartford, again, according to the National Weather Service office in Boston, is 15 inches for Boston. And uh, around 20 inches out toward the Connecticut-Rhode Island border, um, you know, right along the border, places like Sterling, for example, and up to Killingly. Um, I told you the uh, Albany office in the northwest, seven inches in Torrington is the official forecast. Low end of zero, high end of 17. So, Dan, go run with that. <laughs> uh, on Saturday, you could get no snow, but you could get a foot and a half of snow. <laughs> so you will, you know when you'll know. You'll know Saturday night when you look out your window. Uh, the New York office, again, we don't want to forget our friends in Southern Connecticut. The official predictions right now are as follows. Nine inches in Bridgeport, nine inches in New Haven, 12 inches in New London, and 12 inches in Norwich. Their high-end prediction, again, this is for the Southern Connecticut counties, 18 inches in Danbury, ranging up to two feet in Norwich. I want to talk a bit about McAllen Construction, underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Brad and I are so honored to have McAllen Construction as part of the podcast. Centrally located and servicing the entire state of Connecticut for over 25 years, McAllen Construction is on call 24-7, 365 days a year. Woman-owned, a small minority business, McAllen Construction has been doing snow removal in addition to residential and commercial building projects for more than a quarter of a century. Utility construction, site work, water and sewer repairs, installation, and so much more. Call McAllen Construction today, 203-758-3474. 203-758-3474 or go online mccallanconstructionct.com mccallanconstructionct.com 
And remember, McAllen Construction also does snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. Brad, you've been covering weather for decades, so can you compare the atmospheric conditions you are witnessing now with previous times? You know, Dan, that is an excellent question, and I've thought about this. Uh, I the the um, the worst storm that I predicted in terms of snow was uh, in 2013 when Ansonia set the state record where they got 38 inches of snow. I believe it was 38. It was it was somewhat over three feet in 24 hour period. And I remember two of my colleagues were supposed to replace Garrett Argianis and myself at midnight. Uh, our shift on that Friday had been uh, noon to midnight. And then my colleagues were going to replace, replace us from midnight to noon, but they couldn't get in. So uh, Garrett and I uh, stayed on the air. Uh, I was on till 10 o'clock on, on Saturday morning, <laughs> When I was officially punch drunk, I had been up for about 28 hours straight. Uh, I had been broadcasting for 22 hours straight. Um, and I really, I was laughing at everything. We were getting snowfall totals from Ansonia of 38 inches and I would start laughing. Um, so I, I, I guess I would call myself uh, p- potentially punch drunk at the time. And there was no liquor involved. I guarantee you that. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it depends. And you're the, it's a long answer to your question, but it depends exactly where this cutoff occurs. Now, even if we get the heavy, crazy snow, I think the window is limited because it looks like this storm is going to keep moving. So it starts Friday night. It ramps up Saturday morning. It might go like crazy Saturday afternoon. And that's when we would get our big accumulations. And then it would start winding down Saturday evening. So there would be a finite start time and a finite end time. Unlike uh, the 100 hour storm, is what they called it in Boston. It was in 1969, Dan. You figure out 100 hours. 100 hours is more than four days. Every single hour for 100 hours straight, snow was reported at Logan Airport in Boston. It was essentially a blocked weather pattern where the heavy storm got blocked right over eastern New England. And it just kept snowing and snowing and snowing for day after day after day. So um, the, 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 no two are ever alike. They, they always vary. But I do see some similarities. I mean, earlier this week, I saw the European computer model was, was really tied into taking this storm along the south coast of New England and looping it sort of like a hurricane does sometimes under Block Island. You know what storm looped under us? The blizzard of 1978. So there are different scenarios, and I want to reiterate this to our listeners. 
that all options are on the table and it all depends on where this cutoff low forms. But I would not, if, if someone gets two feet of snow out of this thing, would I be shocked? No. If someone gets nothing out toward the New York border, would I be shocked? No. So th- this is one of those that, you know, I will reveal my prediction because that's what I'm paid money to do. I used to be paid well to do it. Now I'm paid. Okay. <laughs> but again, thanks to the McAllens right. and thanks to Kevin Blake for, uh, sure. for, for underwriting our uh, storm specific podcast. But, um, you know, so there, there does come a time to, to, uh, to make the prediction and I will, well, but you know what you love, Dan, the, the those uh those percentages yes percentage yeah, chance well, for snow amounts yeah yeah so let me let me start up your way let's go with torrington all right the the chance of you getting two inches of snow 62 percent chance of getting four inches of snow 51 percent chance of getting six inches of snow 40 percent chance of getting over eight inches of snow 28 percent Chance of getting over a foot, 10%. Chance of getting over 18 inches, 1%. So you can see there that there is a whole host. I mean, if they're even talking about 18 inches, the uh, the idea of you getting over two, they're only giving it 62%. You, you might say, why isn't it like 98%? It's because of the extreme variability in all the different solutions. And when we get into the modeling, you'll, you'll see that in the exact path. Now, let's, let's go into Hartford, more towards central Connecticut. Uh, chance of getting two inches, 72%. Chance of getting four inches, 63%. Chance of getting six inches, 53%. So better than 50-50 of six inches in Hartford. Chance of getting over eight inches, 42%. Chance of getting over a foot, 22%. So the the chance of getting a foot of snow in, in Hartford is one in four, which, you know, you, you go to the casino, that's not bad odds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But the chance of getting over a foot, Dan, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, 67%. You are talking about a heck of a storm when the odds are two out of three that you will get over a foot in a specific location. All right, let's go to New Haven, Connecticut shoreline. Odds of two inches, 75%. Odds of over four inches, 67%. Odds of over six inches, 58%. Odds of over eight inches, 48%. So in other words... 50-50 of getting eight inches. That's a good storm. Is it the blockbuster? No, that's probably going to happen off to the east. But these odds aren't bad. Odds of getting over a foot in New Haven. One out of three. Mm. And the odds of 18 inches in New Haven, 8%. So the foot and a half is in the conversation. The foot probably will happen for some folks in Connecticut, I think. Uh, you know, when you get away from the larger cities too, and maybe up in some elevations in those eastern hills of Connecticut. Now listen to this one, Dan. 
You want to know where the epicenter of the storm is. And I was saying out toward Foxborough over 18 inches. The odds are four in 10 in Plymouth, Massachusetts. So the pilgrims wouldn't be liking that very much. No. So those are the the odds that you like to hear about. Uh, we'll get to the uh, the difference in the computer models in just a moment, but I want to ask you about wind because you mentioned Plymouth, and we have friends who live on Cape Cod who have already told us that there are resort areas reserving rooms for utility crews because they figure wind could factor in and lead to power outages. How do you see the wind in this storm? Fantastic question, Dan. I think for interior Connecticut, I'm looking at winds of 35 to 40 miles per hour. But the, but here's the thing about this storm. Now, you, you look at like the, um, the uh, storm that we had in October, the, the October snowstorm in, what was it, 2011? 2011, yes. Yeah, 2011 the october snowstorm uh there was wind involved with that i mean on the order of maybe what i'm saying here 35 to 40 but that was heavy wet snow um throughout this storm dan it is going to be cold let me just give you an example it starts snowing around midnight friday night into saturday morning uh temperature in hartford is 22 But by 7 in the morning on Saturday, temperature in Hartford is 14. By 1 in the afternoon, where it could be snowing like crazy in that window between 1 in the afternoon and 7 in the evening, it's 17 at 1 in the afternoon. Then at 7 in the evening, it's 10. And then on Sunday morning, it's down to 7. Now, it is darn cold. So the snow will be the more light and fluffy snow. So I do not think it's going to accrue on on the tree limbs and power lines and make them susceptible to breaking and falling. But the wind on its own could break some branches. Um, I'm thinking for the Connecticut interior, 35 to 40. We'll tack on about 10 miles per hour down toward the Connecticut shoreline and say maybe 45 to 50 for the peak gust along the shoreline. So if we were talking Connecticut, I would think, yeah, uh, power outages are, are, will be scattered. They will be more likely in southeastern Connecticut than anywhere else just because the wind will be stronger. I do expect it will be fluffy snow in New London and Stonington as well. Now, let's traverse to the east, Dan, uh, what you were talking about, Cape Cod and the islands and so forth. The winds are predicted to go on the order of 60 to 70 miles per hour. So uh, absolutely. Now, that has that has visions of the um, blizzard of 78, if, 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 if that occurs. I mean, the Massachusetts coast faces east. And it was annihilated by the northeast winds during that blizzard of 1978. So uh, we'll have to be looking at that very carefully for our friends out that way. But absolutely, Dan, I think uh, the, the, the further east you go in southern New England, uh, get out into the hills of Rhode Island, get into interior southeastern Massachusetts, they are going to get 
maybe 18, maybe 24 inches of snow. They are going to get wind gusts to maybe 50 or 55 miles per hour. Meanwhile, the Cape and the Islands, which might mix with some sleet, will be getting 60 to 70 miles per hour. So, yes, the wind is a big factor. Coastal flooding is a big factor. The, the orientation of Long Island Sound is such that when you have a northeast wind, the water is pushed into the sound and it can't get out. It's sort of bottled up in the sound. So that's one factor. And another factor is it's a, I believe, a new moon tide this weekend as well. So there could be coastal flooding uh, along the Connecticut shoreline. So uh, thank you for bringing up that. You know, I, I, I tend to focus on the snow, but there are other factors of the storm, the wind being one, uh, the coastal flooding being another. And uh, back to the snow, with those kind of winds and fluffy snow, blowing and drifting becomes a, a an issue as well. That leads us to the computer models, and sometimes they vary, sometimes they're in agreement. Uh, what do the computer models look like? Well, if you are a fan of snow, you are so against the GFS computer model. Uh, the GFS computer model gives us maybe, maybe one to three inches of snow across Connecticut from the whole thing. That's it. Uh, and the, unfortunately for snow lovers, the GFS has been a consistent model with this storm. Now, I'm waiting for their, uh, their, their midday update, which uh, we're, we're taping this at 10 o'clock in the morning on Thursday. But over the next 24 hours, um, we'll be able to lock in better. Um, I, I want you to be aware that uh, every morning... I email the forecast to Dan and Dan updates the website at bradfieldweather.com. So you can go into bradfieldweather.com and get the text version of the forecast. And, uh, you know, Dan and I updated that this morning, but the, but the GFS computer model is definitely the most out to sea of any of the uh, computer models at all. It is one of the computer models, Dan, that I said when the phasing occurs, it happens too far to the north to give us any kind of a quality snowstorm here in Connecticut. Now, the European model was more bullish on the storm, but again, unfortunately for the snow lovers, has been trending more toward the GFS solution. Uh, what they have is, but they have an exploding low pressure system, uh, by one o'clock on Saturday, it's off New Jersey and South of Cape Cod and it's snowing throughout Connecticut, the heaviest of the snow over Eastern Connecticut. And then by, uh, 7 PM, the storm is off Cape Cod. There are only flurries at the New York border, but we've got steady accumulating snow in Eastern Connecticut and the real heavy snow stuff south of Boston. So uh, if you if I, I did some quick math, the European computer model gives about three inches of snow to Salisbury in northwestern Connecticut to over a foot of snow in Groton and New London. So that'd be uh, the Northwest getting the least, the Southeast getting the most. That's the European computer model. Uh, I got a quick glimpse at the NAM, Dan, uh, the the uh, North American model, and it is it has been extremely bullish, um, but 
it backed off totally <laughs> yesterday, and now it's back again to a, a, a decent snowstorm. And Dan, that's what we call the windshield wiper effect. Now, you you may think, what is Brad talking about? How can a storm get modeled and then they totally lose it and then it gets modeled again? That's not what's happening. There's like a 50 mile, say there's a 50 mile corridor of, of snow, 100, whatever you want to say. But that corridor can shift to the east. It can shift to the west. It, it's not every single computer model that comes out in the exact same place. And when you consider an East Coast storm, Connecticut is usually on the western fringe of the storm because the storm is a coastal storm per se. And we are a lot further west than Cape Cod and Rhode Island. And then then comes Connecticut. So we're on the western fringe to begin with. So what happens if on the computer model at 7 a.m. they got it hit in Connecticut, but then at 1 p.m. it shifts east 50 miles Rhode Island and Mass are still getting it, but all of a sudden in Connecticut, it says no snow. And then all of a sudden it shifts it back to the West slightly in the next computer model run. So it's what we refer to. And I have a friend named Bernie Reno at AccuWeather, and we discuss this all the time. And a lot of young meteorologists that are not very confident in their forecast do this on TV a lot. They'll say, the storm's going to hit. Then they'll say, oh, new information. The storm's going to miss. Then the next six hours, oh, the storm's coming back. It's going to hit. <laughs> then six hours later, oh, the storm's going to miss. That is called the windshield wiper effect. And it does it does the, the, the public no good. Now, I'll grant you, Dan, there were many times my stomach was churning. And I'm thinking like, oh, my God, thousands and thousands of people are listening to me. And businesses are closing because of me. And, and all that, but you, you have to ride it out. I mean, everybody has some kind of stress in their job. You just can't keep passing the buck. Well, you know, the, the, and the computer model, I want to make this clear. The computer model, and I'm not trying to berate anybody, but you could train a monkey to learn how to decode a computer model. You really could. A computer model is a tool. It's a tool. And it's a tool in my toolkit. I have a lot of tools. We have weather instrumentation in all the major cities across the country where we can get all of the various weather parameters every hour. We have the computer modeling. We have satellite pictures. We've got radar images. We have a bunch of tools in the toolkit. It is the meteorologist who has to use those tools and, quote, construct the forecast. So when I hear... Oh, the computer model says blah, blah, blah. Well, what do you say? Uh, what, what do you predict? You are the person predicting this. Um, so, you know, that that's what happens. The, the, you get the windshield wiper effect, and then you've got, you've got the models being a tool, but the meteorologist being the carpenter. You know, Brad, I compare it a lot to the analytics phase we're now seeing in sports where you compile all of this computer information to determine how a batter should swing or a quarterback should throw the football or a golfer should swing the golf club. But in the 
final analysis, it comes down to that individual who has to perform. You can take all of that information and try to hone your skills, but in the end, it really comes down to the performer, doesn't it? It does, Dan, and that is a great analogy. So many times in my uh, television career, I used that sports analogy. And it's interesting because now I'm a, a, a baseball coach for Granby Varsity Baseball Team. And one of the things that I try to impress upon the, the guys is that you are going to fail. Uh, a baseball player is considered great if he or she only fails two out of three times, they are considered great. So you, you have to be prepared to fail. You, you can make excuses, but if I come up and the bases are loaded and the winning run is on second base and I hit a screaming line drive that the center fielder catches, I'm out. You know, it, it doesn't matter that I tried my best. It doesn't matter that I hit the ball hard. It, what matters is the result. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's like why NFL coaches are fired. It doesn't matter. It, it, what matters is does the team win? Does the owner want to keep the, the coach because he, he knows how to make the team win? So uh, the, the, you, there comes a time when you have to stop passing the buck. Well, that leads us to the bottom line. And again, we're putting this podcast together on Thursday morning, January 27th. It's time for you to put it all out there. What does our <laughs> forecast look like? All right, Dan, today is a uh, really nice winter day. It's sunny. It's cold. Uh, many spots in Connecticut this morning. Again, this is Thursday morning. Uh, many spots in Connecticut were below zero this morning. I don't know if you got to see your thermometer, Dan. I bet it was near zero out your way. It was minus one. Okay. Yeah, that that's kind of uh, in keeping with what I saw. And uh, today we're going up into the 20s. Not much question about it. Tonight, uh, we'll call it partly cloudy. Temperatures moving back into the teens. Now, tomorrow, the, the phasing stuff is going to start happening. We'll have that moisture flow offshore. We'll have the Arctic air trying to move down here. We'll have storm in its formative phases somewhere off of the Carolinas. We will call it mainly cloudy. I wouldn't be shocked if a few flurries go by tomorrow, but it is not the storm. Um, just uh, the cold air uh, coming in. But temperatures uh, ahead of the cold air arriving will be in the 30s tomorrow for a while, 30 to 35. Snow will commence on Friday night, um, spreading from southeast to northwest across Connecticut. I think everybody will be snowing by Saturday morning. On Saturday, snow ramping up, snow heavy at times Saturday afternoon, especially east of the Connecticut River. Winds, as you discussed, Dan, between 35 and 40 miles per hour for inland Connecticut, 45 to 50 along the Connecticut shoreline, coastal flooding at the time of high tide, and the Arctic air will be getting entrained into the storm, Dan, I'm thinking temperatures only in the teens during the storm on Saturday. Uh, maybe, maybe the low 20s in New London County. But I, I think most of us are in the teens on Saturday. The storm winding down on a Saturday night. 
And um, then on Sunday, uh, windy, extremely windy and cold temperatures only in the 20s. Uh, so I think a lot of people will be shoveling out on uh, Saturday, excuse me, on Sunday, unless the storm goes out to sea, uh, a la the GFS. But here is my prediction, Dan, on accumulation. I'm predicting six to 10 inches for Northwest uh, Hills of Connecticut. Uh, so that's out your way, six to 10 inches. Uh, southwestern Connecticut up through uh, central Connecticut. So we're, we're saying roughly from Bridgeport and New Haven uh, north to Hartford. Uh, I'm predicting eight to 12 inches of accumulation. And uh, eastern Connecticut and out toward the Rhode Island border, 10 to 14 inches. So I think someone in Connecticut is going to end up with over a foot of snow. So even though we are not in the jackpot or it does not appear we're going to be in the jackpot, it still looks like it's going to be a big storm for Connecticut. It's going to be close. Uh, you, you might go across the Hudson River and there might not be a thing, but you, you start getting into Connecticut and the further east you go, the more the, the snow will accumulate. So uh, we're going to go from as little as six in the Northwest, say Salisbury, and as much as 14 in the East, uh, let's say Norwich. So uh, th that's what I have for a range. The big cities of Hartford and New Haven uh, and Waterbury, within an inch or two of 10 inches would be uh, my prediction at this point. And again, Brad, as you so stated earlier, we invite people to visit bradfieldweather.com where the forecast is updated on a daily basis so our audience can uh, keep up to date on what obviously is a very fluid situation. Yeah, Dan, and I haven't even talked to you about this, and I don't mean to spring it to you right on on the air live, but, um, you know, if, Saturday, if, if for some reason this forecast is not working out or looks like it's going to be totally toast, or uh, for some reason we're going to get two feet of snow, or for some reason the GFS is right and everything misses, uh, we'll do a quick little five-minute update at some point and, and get it out there. We'll Absolutely. get it out there on the website. But sure. uh, this is our uh, best prediction for now. Okay. On that note, uh, to uh, uh, you and Sandy and our our audience, please be safe. And, uh, well, like you said, if the in the event this should change, we will do unupdated podcast but uh, again be safe my friend thanks dan to you and susan too and uh, thank you to kevin and stephen blake of action carpet and thank you to christine and mike McAllen of McAllen construction you bet the bradfield weather podcast has been underwritten by McAllen construction company your place for residential projects to snow removal and by action carpet and floor covering of simsbury a full service family-run flooring company